0: I. V. M. Welcome to Audio Gyan with Kedar Nimkar. A podcast that documents insightful conversations with Indian designers, artists, musicians, writers, thinkers and creatives of all types. Catch us on iTunes or visit audiogyan.com for more Gyan sessions. Here's your host Kedar Nimkar.
1: This episode is brought to you by Mubi, a curated streaming service showing exceptional films from around the globe. Every day, Mubi premieres a new film, whether it's timeless classic, a cult favorite, or an acclaimed masterpiece—a movie you have been dying to see, or one you have heard never heard of before. There's always something new to discover. Try Mubi free for thirty days at mubi.com/audiogan, which is m-u-b-i.com/audiogan. For a whole month free of great cinema for free and let's begin our today's episode the concept of brand was once very simple the word brand came from an ancient norse word brander meaning to burn in 1950 ad brand meant a burning piece of wood and in 1300s it meant a torch which was still meaning a burning piece of wood used as a tool Around the 1500s, it meant a marked burn on a cattle where farmers used to distinguish their cattle from the others. In 1800, mass production products like wine started to flourish. Uh, Sellers started to use the whole brand to imply leaving a mark on their crates. Products with better quality and high value naturally became known as high-end products. In 1870, it finally became possible to register a trademark and Coca-Cola facilitated this, advertising their slogan, Coca-Cola revives and sustains. Why am I talking about brands? Today, I have Corno Guha Thakurta with us on Gan. He's a creative director at PC Agency, which has designed numerous brands. They have done brand building for Food Hall, Lazy Pay, Mami, and many more. We'll try and get some insights behind brand building and discuss Mami logo in the later half of the episode. So thanks, Corno, for giving your time. And it's a real pleasure to have you on Audio Gan.
2: Hi, Uh, the pleasure is all mine and thank you for having uh, us and I on this uh, Mm -hmm. session. Uh, Let's hope it's it's a good one for everyone else who's going to be listening.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, and the basic premise is about brands, brand building, which I gave like a small, like a relatively long monologue for my episodes, but uh, yeah, the idea was to just set some context and Uh, understand where the brands came from. But if you have any other insights, this is just one theory there, there could be other theories as well. But uh, like, I mean,
2: uh, I actually thought uh, what you said about the the etymology, not the etymology, but how branding started uh, uh, via the the cast iron brand uh, that would be implanted or imprinted on cattle um, was actually how I had uh, was how I started my very first uh, presentation as a, let's say, someone who was interested in branding in 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 at PC. It's my mm-hmm. first uh, agency uh, that I worked in, um, and I also thought that that uh, the history of the ne of the term was very interesting, and I just found it. We uh, what I was trying to do is also t- tie it back in and draw parallels to how we consider branding right now, and what I came, what I thought was that. Branding was aggressive then, especially for the cattle, and whoever, whoever was, was probably holding that iron because it must have been hot. Uh, and branding still is aggressive right now, um, not only because of competition, but because of the fact that uh, the idea of branding and design is has sort of been um, well, I wouldn't say a taboo in India, but no one really understood it. They just thought of it as okay, it's pretty, it'll work, it it, it is good. Uh, aesthetic, but no one really understood the value of branding and design uh, in the country. And I feel like it's uh, the aggression to what I was referring to is is in a good sense because people value branding. People value what branding brings to uh, whether it's a product, a company, a business, or even a person. So yeah, um, it it was really. Uh, I, I think if I go back to the cattle, I would have not preferred that kind of a, a treatment um, just mm-hmm. because it's cruelty. Uh, but I feel in today's time for branding to be aggressive, it's a good thing because that means people are opening up to the idea, the notion of what this particular kind of education can bring to them or give to them and do for them.
1: No, but this, um, we will get into the more formal question, but just because of this uh, small thread, which you started, uh, you're saying the aggressive part is from the, the, the companies, the products, the services to the agency or from the agency to the, uh, to the potential customers and audience and viewers, uh, where is this aggressiveness you are referring to?
2: It's both actually aggression mm. comes from the fact that I am seeing a lot of other brands who may or may not be competition to me, but are doing exceedingly well in the way they present themselves or the way they're talking or the or how their market sales are constantly at a high, you know, so the aggression I feel is very, uh, um, let's say cerebral. Hmm. It It is, it, it's a human thing to feel that sort of greed or to feel as, as though why should my brand not also achieve those numbers or statistics or that goodwill, you know, if I don't, if I don't want to go, go for money so much, which is kind of a stupid thing in today's, today's world. Uh, but it is also about why can't my brand earn that goodwill, that trust, that loyalty. So, I mean aggression in a very positive uh, way. So, and it's from both. It's it's from the agency towards the brand that brands that they're working for because they believe in those brands, and it's from the people who have like sort of uh, uh, initiated those brands.
1: Hmm.
2: So it's both ways.
1: Yeah, interesting, interesting. And and uh, one more like this was in the formal questions as well. Yeah. Now this uh, this stamp or this whatever the small mark which was imprinted on these um, uh, these animals like starting with the cattle then with the horse and stuff uh, it was probably a symbol right so ignoring the cruelty part of it it was just looking at the design part uh, it was still sort of a symbol so like how how what's your definition of brand like is logo a brand and we'll start with, with there and then I have like few questions around it so like yeah what's, what's your definition of brand in general and how has it evolved in the last uh, 10, 15
2: years of your work. Okay. So,
1: you, yeah.
2: um, so if you ask me what is branding or what is a brand, I, I would say, okay, I would say a brand is an entity. Mm-hmm. Um, and it could be a living entity. It could be an inanimate entity. Um, it could be anything per se. Uh, you, Kidar, you are a brand. And you are also working on a brand, which is uh, this podcast, audio, Gyan. Mm-hmm. right? So that, to me, is a brand. It's anything that is considered an entity, and the the aspect of branding is when you give that entity a voice, when you give it a personality, when you help it, when you nurture its growth, when you help it, uh, like it's be- consider it like your first child. Mm-hmm. Right. And that to me is how I would think of branding. And I, I always start. Well, well, I, I look at branding in two different aspects, one, which is a more emotional connect. And the other one is a functional connect. And again, I will bring the anecdote of raising a child. I have, I don't, I, I'm not a father, so I don't know, but um as to how to do that. But branding is very similar in that sense. You start nurturing your child, your, your, Brand it, 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 in the ways that it should grow, which is which means you have to give it a voice. You have to give it uh, a, a sense of purpose. You have to give it some life. You have to have it trained in certain fundamental values that uh, it should grow with. And then the functional aspect is when you look at a brand as to what numbers am I going to achieve? Uh, what num what numbers do I want to uh, to target for the next five years? So all of this sort of uh culminates i culminates all of this is a part of brand building where you start with what it is now and then you have the uh the vision to imagine what it could be five years or ten years hence so if you have
1: to if you have to list formally state not the the classical definition but uh, what all Theoretically, or and theoretically is what you explained, but what all practical components are there? Like, how what what does it comprise of? It's one is voice, uh, then one is uh, nurture is also sort of we can loosely call it where and how it is placed. Is that correct? Yeah, and
2: and any other aspects? There are actually many. So, the first thing that I would uh, well, the first thing I would say is that you you have to always answer this one very pertinent question. And I know your question is not really what I'm going to, how I'm going to answer it, but uh, because you said, what do they comprise of? But in order to achieve that, you have to first always ask, ask yourself uh, as a brand custodian, why Mm. you have to always answer that first. If you get the why the, the, when, What, where, how will follow, and they'll follow very seamlessly. So, and it's very different for different people. So, I mean, I don't think I answered theoretically because every brand has a different way of bringing uh, of a different sense of upbringing. Hmm. Um, For instance, a restaurant brand would have a different sense of upbringing uh, versus an FMCG brand versus something else. Um, They need different benchmarks and parameters that they need to look at, or let's say pillars that they need to establish and build it according to that. But the first thing always would be, what is the purpose? What is the essence? Where does the crux of the matter lie? If that is answered, you can easily do one plus one is equal to two. But the first thing is answering is one plus one equal to two or could it be five?
1: Interesting. Interesting. And and does it, I mean, this is one which I did with uh, Ambi Parmeshwaram as well. And I asked him, uh, like, is what is easy to brand? I mean, is it a product or a service? Because uh, actually, actually, we'll we'll park this, we'll revisit this. So what is the difference between brand and brand building then? I mean, are these two different things or?
2: I mean, brand is the, let's say the noun and branding is the verb. So like brand is the entity. Branding would be how you bring that entity into life. How do you give it some how how do you breathe oxygen into it? So they are part and parcel. I mean, they're one of the same thing. It's just that branding is how you would uh, treat it.
1: Oh, is it? But so it, it can so happen that like I've just joined Jupiter and yeah. you guys have done uh, the logo. So um, how does it happen? Because now I have to use it effectively, right? So similarly, food hall, mein, you guys did the logo also and then you explained how to build uh, and build the narrative around it? Or yes. uh, it was like, can it happen that you give the brand and someone else is doing the brand building?
2: Sorry, I didn't get that question. What was so it? You
1: give, you give the brand as in, you give the logo, you give the assets, you give the tone and voice and everything. And then there is some agency or some third person or some third entity, which is um, taking that brand further into multiple manifestations or multiple mediums. And then they are actually building the brand as opposed to you. Does that happen or is it? I mean,
2: uh, that is uh, uh, a sad fact that it happens. Um, Technically, if I mean, uh, personally, if I were to build a brand, I would want to have thought through every uh, minute of its existence. What would it do? How would it be speaking? Um, till the time that whoever the brand custodian on the client side is going to say, okay, I need to change the way I'm uh, seeing things. And that happens. I mean, it it, it does happen. It, does, it, it It's not to say that it's right or wrong, but it just, it could be a change of heart from the agency or the uh, uh, the client who's saying, Okay, I don't want my brand to be this way, and not because the, the agency has produced something that was against his wishes. But you never know how, like, so many things that uh, we are going to have to be factored in. For instance, right now in this pandemic state, brands are see- currently redoing their way of thinking for the future because no one's going to be able to predict it now. So, yes, I may very well have a brand that someone else has, let's say, uh, constructed, uh, and by that, I mean a logo and a color palette, but Mm. it need not be that that is the right way to communicate for the brand, or that's the only way to communicate for the brand.
1: Okay. 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 And so then can brands be
2: made without. So going back to Jupiter, because you mentioned it, Um. um, there is a voice, there is a sense of purpose. There's a reason for why Jupiter is coming into into its its very own person, becoming its own person. So I feel like if I were to take Jupiter forward, I would already have the kind of, uh, I I would already have a lot of background uh, research, story, understanding purpose for the brand. And how I take it forward is basically going to be an extension of that purpose. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: I don't think we, we can derail from that. I think the, the like, and again, this could be for any brand that comes to me that has already been designed for, I don't think if there is a strong idea, I would want to negate that. I would want to keep that in mind because that's the, that's the core of the brand and then see how I can drive it forward. So the idea would be the same, but the way you start communicating, explaining uh, because of the current times that we are in because of. The target audience is because whom we uh because of the different channels that we have to communicate through the tone of voice might change a color here would possibly change but if but the idea must remain the same if that is strong correct correct, correct. yeah, I
1: think yeah, I mean like the next question is related to that, but uh, before that we uh, we were discussing like also about like what's what's easy to brand, like a product or a service, because my experience has always been on the product side. I build products. So I understand the product marketing part of it or, or uh, how to position it or how the tone of voice or what sort of voice the brand should have, because the brand typically lands up in being a product. So, but you have, you have dealt with both, right? You have worked with say like a lazy way, which is a product, uh, whereas the food hall, is a product, but it's, it's like much more, it's a sort of a service also, because, uh, yeah. there are people who are coming in and going out and it's, it's a physical store. So yeah. out of these different verticals of uh, things, which can be branded, which one is the simplest why and, and any insights there from any example.
2: Okay. So not to sound funny, but, mm. um, that's actually a very easy and simple answer for me. Okay. Um, I don't consider branding a product or a service oriented product easy. I think they both come with their own challenges um, and they're all always going to be a different challenge uh, because no uh, one product would ever be the same or be ever have the same, uh, let's say uh, person who's constructed or thought of the product. So we have to always, like, sure, when you think of it in a functional sense, it has to abide by certain, uh, uh, let's say, markers. certain, uh, uh, let's say, like, for instance, a one year or two year plan that we want to, to use as achievements or goals or destinations. But it's a challenge to do both because um and it's an exciting challenge it's not it, i'm not saying it's 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 a difficult one it's just that um, you personally would want each of your brands to look distinct and have its own voice and you want you would want each of your brands to be not one with many but one apart from the many sorry i i, I do i don't speak in very uh, uh i i guess i do i'm also sort of st- hearing myself speak and I know it's, it's very philosophical, uh, but that's honestly the way I look at branding. I don't think there is a, there is a point A to point B for anything, or if there is a point A to point B, it's always at a risk to, I mean, to really say that that is the destination point. Um, I believe in giving every brand or every product or any person for that matter, its own, its own way of running its trajectory. Um, (laughs) <laughs> no, so, sorry, sorry
1: to interrupt. But then I'll slightly rephrase. Maybe then I I could be slightly coming with a different uh, thought process. The yeah. question was uh, mainly like TCS. yeah. yeah. uh Tata Power is a service, right? Whereas iPhone yeah. is a product. I'm coming from there. Like it's 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 a physical real product, or it's a uh, it's it's sort of a bank. It's sort of a like Ola is also a service, I would say, you know what I'm trying to get at is, is yeah, there, yeah, yeah. there's physical product and then there is service and, uh, uh, what takes longer? Like is soap easy to
2: sell or is, uh, a, a, a commitment of LIC easy to sell? What I would say is that the idea is not the, well, we don't look at it, look at it as what would take longer to brand, uh, because it's not about the 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 quantity or quality of time sure quality is important but uh it's not about um i actually have to think about your question a bit i um mm-hmm. i don't think so you can take like a uh, take a pause and think about it well i'll edit this part not a
1: problem 31 minutes. well ago. i
2: mean i i just don't think the question is right i don't think it's about the length of time uh because you can you can uh, create a brand uh, within a span of a month or even two months or if the challenge is that we have to fig- figure something out in two weeks there you go you have to finish uh, like figure out the entire plan of a product or a service in two weeks but um, these are more functional not functional but these are basically challenges that one uh, one is pitted against but the real question to me the real way of uh, looking at how how long it would take to to brand is if we get the idea or the core thought right. If that that is uh, if that has been approved, confirmed, and thought through really well, then every every type of branding would take the same amount of time.
1: Oh, okay, okay, okay. Now, if the deliverables
2: and, now if the deliverables for for a restaurant versus uh, a, an FMCG product are different in terms of numbers, that would take a bit more time. But once you have an idea set in stone and is perfect for that brand, everything else is going to be a cakewalk.
1: Mm-hmm. So the,
2: actually the, the time is taken only to figure that right idea. No, but that is from a
1: creative process. I'm saying from a, uh, from reaching the audience. So uh, like, suppose there's like, um, like something is made, something, a uh, campaign has cracked, right? And now, I'm saying that the time taken to make a campaign is uh, it depends on the agency, number of staff, the timeline, the pressure, the commitment, how go- good the idea is. But I'm saying once it's out in the public, once it's yeah. out in, in the peop- like people's mind, uh, from there to register that, okay, let's do Jio or whatever. Jio, uh, carry reliance? And then and then uh, like there is this word spreading across right now for a brand to reach out to maximum people and resonating and having in the in the dining room, what what is there a, a challenge for a product to reach first or a service to reach first? Actually, I'm, I'm struggling with the question, but I'll rephrase. So can brands be made without advertising? And if so, if not, if someone has tried any case study there.
2: Is it making sense? Yeah, it is making sense. Uh, Brands. uh, uh, Yeah, I mean, you see a lot of local niche brands that don't advertise as much because that's their wish and policy, but they do fairly well. And, and they have a, have a, let's say a smaller, but a very dense um, group of loyalists. believe in their work and will always purchase from them. And these are primarily independent brands, not brands backed up by uh, uh, another marketing budget and whatever. (laughs) So yes, brands have done well without advertising too much. But currently the way, like I said, branding is quite aggressive right now. Everyone wants to have that voice. Everyone wants to be heard. Everyone wants to it's this new era of millennials that we are in. That everyone wants to be somebody. Um, uh, everyone wants to speak out, speak up, hmm, hmm. Uh, have their own uh, platform. Which is why the, which is why there's so many. Uh, I, I remember the time when I, I was, I, I used to do things on YouTube um, where I would just sing or like have conversations with my screen because I guess I'm weird like that. And then five years from now, five years from then there were people getting platinum cards for being a YouTube sensation and prodigies. So it's just something that everyone likes to do. Everyone likes to have a vent, have a sounding board, have seek. I don't know if I answered your question, but, uh, no, no,
1: no, no. So in fact, yeah, yeah, uh, these uh, small, um, brands, which are like creating brands very instinctively rather than like a planned. Campaign or advertising or marketing. yeah, and that is also possible. Correct, correct. And and then what is at play uh, in in these sort of situation? Is it the quality of service, quality of product? Is it because it just resonated with a niche community? Like what is like? Do you have any insights? I and mean, what do you mean? No, no. So these brands uh, which which um, have like a loyal following, which have like a community, which have. Uh, a, a niche uh, set of audience who are loyal to these brands, yeah. but these brands necessarily are not creating, like, whatever uh, the traditional marketing type stuff, or they are not even going and advertising big time. Still, they have this niche following. So, what is at play uh, in these kind of situations? Channels,
2: mediums of communication. Okay, okay, okay. You don't, you don't have to uh, pay Instagram to be on Instagram. You don't have to pay Twitter to be on Twitter unless you want to uh, sort of associate yourself to be a thriving business and, and like have that sort of uh, role or designation about yourself. Mm-hmm. But um, I mean, even previous, prior to Instagram and uh, so, and social media, there was, uh, and Facebook, there were blogs. Mm-hmm. There were people used to write blogs and speak about their prowess in certain fields. So it's just you have to find the right channels of communication. Now, do most brands need to be on social on Instagram? Perhaps not. Uh, the kind of brands that you want, the kind of brands that you're building, uh, the way it's marketed, the way people you will gather, you will have a gathering of uh, merry men and followers is that if you target the right type of, uh, let's say, platforms to, to mm. speak about yourself. For instance, I know Jupiter does a lot on LinkedIn, which is a which is actually a great platform for Jupiter mm. um, because we're talking to the kind of audiences who are very mm. modern, who are um, and who want to know more to better their idea or their notions of this product. And LinkedIn is a LinkedIn, though it it is there, it is rendered for a specific purpose. Uh, I think the insight for LinkedIn, and this is this what I think is that people are very inquisitive. They're very curious to know what else is going on, who is up there, because everyone's constantly looking, looking for new things. Right. So yeah. To me, Mm -hmm. that that is the reason.
1: Interesting. Interesting. This is like a new venture, which uh, has to be dealt differently, especially after the social dilemma movie, which is out. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so uh, changing tracks a bit, and I wanted to slightly deep dive into a few of the brands uh, which you've built, and and you can pick up uh, any like maybe food all. Uh I'm I'm particularly interested with Mami, but uh, Let's, as go long as Let's, go Let's go with Mami. Yeah, yeah. So uh, can you tell us like the process in detail, like right from the point of where you you started the graphic work. Or or just general like from the brief to whatever the final output is. If you can just share some milestones, insights, and any any revelations which you had while doing it. Well, (laughs) for for few people who don't know, like I'm sure like audio can audience will definitely have uh, know what is uh, MAMI. But if not, then uh, it's it's a film festival which happens every year in in Mumbai. Uh, It's uh, Mumbai Academy of Moving Images. Yes. Right. Yeah. Moving. Ah, moving images yeah yeah it's so moving. mami yeah it's a film festival which spans which used to happen in one place only in in uh, Rakta mandir i think like somewhere near puladish pandey academy in dadar now it happens across Bombay, uh, in pvr andheri thane and bunch of other places so yeah i mean please see and corno was the were the people who designed the new mami logo so yeah uh, if you can
2: tell us more about it well, the brief was exactly what you said. We had to brand this baby. We had to, to, uh, and and like you asked before, mommy was not something that was brand new. It was always there. Uh, it was, um, it was just something that uh, was related to films and and um, and I suppose they, whilst they enjoyed a lot of success for being that festival for everybody, it didn't garner a lot of attention amongst the youth Hmm. and um, the trend also at the time, not a trend, but like what every, uh, I guess, agency does or country does is that they look at their youth for solutions after a point, because they're going to be the next people who are going to be running the country or whatever else. So we had to make, we had to render Mami in a way that is also approachable to a a younger crowd and to people who are interested in movies, not from a certain segment of of the population, but to any and everybody. Um, And everybody who has an interest in filmmaking, anybody who has uh, an an interest to watch films, we had to make it approachable and relatable to each and every uh, Indian right so that was the that was the sort of the brief i i don't remember in plain words what they are what it was but that was how we took the brief and the other thing was that we had to uh, sort of glorify or or at least uh, bring bombay or mumbai in i i I prefer calling it bombay i don't really understand mumbai very well associated with the city Uh, but we had to uh, make bombay uh, come alive more than it already is. through this one festival, So the idea also started from there that this has to be something that felicitates Mumbai. This has to be something that, uh, has Mumbai at, at the core, uh, not only owing to the name, but because this is where the, uh, film fraternities has sort of been, been recognized. Yeah. 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 You know, though there are ample films and, uh, great films coming from all regional uh, cinemas where I mean, other uh, regions as well. Uh, Bollywood is considered more famous for, for its various reasons. Uh, so, yeah, so we had to do that. We had to brand this film festival and also like uh, look at this film festival in relation to a Cannes, to a Biff, to all other international Toronto, uh, all other different film festivals that are happening out there, that where people of all ages are going just to watch, just to be a part of the movies, you know, uh, to be entertained, to uh, see what what other things that are going on. Because I mean, it's 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 of it's of interest. So yeah, so when we did start on Mami, what we thought of is that how do we want people to feel? Because again, this is. Uh, a service and a product at the same time and what we wanted to understand is how does how do we want people to approach or resonate with the brand and what we realized that this brand stands for any person who wants to be heard who wants to have a voice who wants to be seen who wants to be respected for their craft for their work because ultimately MAMI is for those uh, filmmakers and film enthusiasts and loyalists um, who don't have a platform who uh, from the filmmakers point of view, who want to share their uh, film ideologies, who want to share their films from the audience's point of view, who wants to see more than what the world is currently giving them. And a sad fact is that regional cinema is not not prevalent or in the sense, it's not mainstream. Yeah. Yeah. It's not considered, it's not mainstream and it's not been, it doesn't have a good marketing uh, kind of a setup, you know. It's again for the very niche audiences. But these filmmakers of these niche films also want other members of the fraternity as well as uh, the Indian audience to see their film, appreciate it, reject it, criticize it, because that's for that's that's going to help them enable growth. So that's how we looked at. Mami, and and thereby we came with the term of fishing for talent. Also owing to the fact that Bombay is a, uh, was one uh, part of Seven Islands, and the Coles were the original inhabitants of the uh, of that area. So wow. we wanted to tie in that story here as well. So it has some relevance and also is honest to this entire uh, brand. So the idea of fishing for talent came about. And that's how the mark also, uh, if, you, if you're if you seeing it right now, has come in to, uh, uh, into being. So mm. we also, while designing the mark, what we kept in mind was the fact that we wanted to look a bit more, uh, have more of an Indian aesthetic. Mm. So we looked at the Devanagri scripts. We looked at a lot of uh, vernacular scripts uh, uh, like Hindi, Bengali, Uh, Even, uh, um, I think we also looked at uh, some from the south. I I forget which ones. I don't want to just say another word or name. And we saw what were certain commonalities over there. And do we want to bring out regional scripts also over here? Or do we want to play with the the official language of India and see how that that can be deconstructed and dissected to form something else? So uh, the, the mark that you see, that you see two fish, floating in, uh, and one is to, uh, uh, one is towards, let's say a fishing net as well as, a uh, what a pole or whatever are actually mm. the mer ah, mer and, uh, buddy Choti, uh, I think the, the buddy. Mm. So that's how this mark was eventually created from the idea. Uh, that's how we came. I mean, that's how it was made. So. Yeah, I, I don't know what else to say about this, but we wanted to. We also wanted to the mark not to have such a serious look. You know, we wanted to make it a little light-hearted, have that sort of a uh, double entendre in its, in the way it's being represented. We wanted people to uh, be intrigued by the mark because it's something that most people possibly on, on first sight won't get. What is the relevance? What is the meaning? But that's what we wanted to do. We wanted people to ask questions about the mark and, and therefore ask questions about mommy. Wow. Very beautiful. Very beautiful.
1: And then, uh, yeah, w- was there any, like, I mean, this backstory definitely helps to, to um, pitch the idea, but uh, were there any iterations? Were there any discussions where, or did it evolve
2: or, okay. or just like, yeah. There were, there were plenty of iterations as in we, I mean, as a company, what we like uh, is to uh, enforce our creative freedom uh, and do as much as we can. And to sort of see what are the options that work best with the idea. So, so first we formulated the idea of fishing for talent and like we stuck to it and said, okay, this makes sense. This has a lot of limbs to play with. This can have various extensions and then then see what are the different marks. So there was one mark, this was the main mark that got selected, but there were other marks that also represented Bombay as a culture, as an emotion, uh, and also as a fee, and and obviously as a feeling. Uh, So there, yes, to answer your question, there were three, four other iterations uh, and uh, visual routes that we had made for this brand. Eventually this one got picked and we were very ecstatic about it. And what made,
1: you arrive at the logo, uh, as in like the main, the palette and the color, any insights there because it's yellow, right? Yellow on black or yellow on blue. So yellow seems to be sort of like a dominant color, yellow and black. So, well, uh,
2: is there a story behind that? Yellow is, I mean, traditionally, uh, yellow is, uh, is something that represents optimism, something bright, something new, a new day, a bright day. And also happiness or joy of uh, being found or joy of being represented by an association as mommy. So we wanted that color to really pop for the city as well. I don't know if yellow is associated to Bombay. I'm not aware of that. But the way we looked at Bombay was that it always has... It always has possibilities it has endless possibilities for anyone and we wanted to rope in that sea thought of optimism also into the into the color palette uh, the blues have come from the fact because of the Arabian Sea that if one comes to Bombay one can't not be at Marine Drive or Carter Road uh, and just soak up the salt water. <laughs> Uh, you know breeze and just be happy the fact that there's an ocean in our city Um, so the blues the two different blues are representative of that so yeah so that's how we so everything in terms of deriving a brand or a color palette has to start from the the crux of the matter and similarly for mommy when we were thinking of how do we extend the brand we looked at what does the city rep? How is the city represented, and how? What do we want to bring to the city? There's so much the city has to offer and has offered to the world, be it movies, be it architecture, uh, be it the people, be it humility. So we had to bring all of that into one brand, and that's what you see uh, in front of you now.
1: Hmm. Very interesting. The blue angle is definitely worth me to tweet as well. Uh, <laughs> so. Uh, and do you think of, I mean, did you think of sub brands? Because I worked in Clear Trip before, a long time ago, and we had this Clear Trip, which was the main logo. And then you have like Clear Trip for business, Clear Trip for whatever, like um, hotels, and Clear Trip for uh, other sorts of things, right? So you have these sub brands always. So yeah. uh, the question is mainly I, I initially thought that the blue is because of the geo, but. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, so. <laughs> <laughs> no, so there are two, two, two part questions to this. One is like, uh, like, did you think of any sub brands, and how does that process uh, happened in Mami? Uh, is there any sub brand, and then what sort of um, changes happened because Gio came in? Because Gio has done the same with Ravan. Uh Now, like, they have like a sponsor for Mami as well. Yeah. So did yeah. they like disrupt the form? I mean, not metaphorically, but in, in real. <laughs>
2: form? <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, uh, this question could be uh, could, <laughs> could <laughs> be taken to a different way, but I will answer in, in the way I, I understand it best. So we knew yeah. that there are certain sub brands that Mummy comes with like there is a movie Mela, there's a half ticket and there's one more as sub brands and we uh, and we looked at how we could take out elements from the logo itself and to represent that, you know, like half ticket. Um, I, I don't know if if it's changed or not, but it was one small fish and not both the fish uh, over there because it's about mm-hmm. youngsters going there and all of all of that. Mm-hmm. To answer your question about did uh, did an affiliation with Geo uh, disrupt the logo? No, because I mean we didn't we weren't aware of it while designing for the brand, and that's something that we never really pay attention to in the sense again while creating because we don't have to think of. What is Geo's voice going to be over here? We have to first uh, be true to what the brand is, and if there is going to be an affiliation or a sponsor or whoever that's going to come, uh, literally on top of the mark, we will have to f- find the best placement for it and see how does it, uh, how can it be married with our mark, yet have its individuality and not really overpower the main brand and this is something i feel like most people think as though it's going to really harm the brand or harm their creativity but again I, what i would say to everyone is take it as a challenge because these are these are going to be more um, realistic challenges that you will be faced with and sure. do you cry at the end of it that your logo has been uh, usurped or has been taken over by another No, you have to figure what is the best possibility for both parties. And that is what design also is. It it is about problem solving, but through design, uh, through creativity. I think you nailed it absolutely correct. Because I think this
1: comes with maturity and and, uh, exposure to wide variety of things. And then understanding that the challenges are and the constraints are taken positively. To, to push the envelope of design and not really
2: crib about yeah, yeah, yeah. see <laughs> yeah, I mean, if, if, if you don't mind, if I could add something to what you said right now, uh, please, please. you mentioned the constraints of uh, the challenges of working with the constraint set of deliverables or some. Uh, you mentioned something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I would like just like to say, and maybe you can edit this on, or if if you'd like, but a lot. A lot of people don't understand that challenges, um, there are challenges in everything that uh, one, um, wait, let me just re- like say this properly, because this is important for mm-hmm. a- anyone who's going to sort of embark on their design careers, that mm-hmm. it's not only challenging that they have a vast blank canvas to work on and figure out the entire trajectory or the birth or, and the lifespan of a brand it's equally challenging to figure out that if there is a small part that I have to work towards to enforcing or bringing this brand alive, that part is going to be as important to the main brand, than like, uh, then creating the, uh, the brand itself. Hmm. I'm saying both of them are at, are at equal levels. You mean to say the first step
1: is equally important as every step? Yes,
2: always. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. The first step is crucial because if you don't have first step, you won't know what to do, mm. but not to say that the, the, uh, the latter steps are going to be, let's say not, uh, let's say going, not going to be challenging. Mm. Mm. I think the first step has probably
1: the maximum friction. That's why they, uh, like very loosely call it, like it is the important step. I think every step is important, but I think the maximum friction would be there. That's why uh, we have this people saying about it. What do uh, you, like, I don't think I answered your question. Do you mind if I attempt it a second time?
2: <laughs> yes, please. Yes. Go oh. ahead. Okay. okay. So I'll go back to what you said about service and product. Hmm. Now, if if let's say a service comes to you and says, "Okay, I want to design. Uh, I, I want you to create this brand for me. I have an idea. I want you to create this brand for me." That itself is a challenge because I have to really figure out what that, uh, how that service can be branded. What is the, like I said, the lifespan, the the muscles, nervous system, the brain, everything. How do I make everything function properly? All the organs. Uh, but let's say an FMCG product comes to me, okay, and says. This is my challenge in in a label space of uh, five inches by six inches. I'm giving you, I have the constraints of showing everything within those uh, uh, dimensions. How are you going to make my brand work in that? That is another type of challenge. I'm not creating a brand through it, but I'm going to have to communicate the right points at the right placements. To say this is going to work, obviously backed up by market research, competitor analysis, and all that. But these are also going to be these are also hefty challenges for designers.
1: Correct, correct. Beautiful. I think this is like very, very nuanced, very interesting insight that you've pulled. Uh, something which even I have to think about. Yeah. Cool. Well, I think uh, given the time, I have one last question. So with with world. Where like the long tails uh, are becoming brands themselves, which you briefly touch upon, the smaller communities are are becoming sort of brands with these social media and other other channels, and uh, not necessarily spending heavily on uh, uh, marketing, advertising stuff. Yeah, like, what is what is your like overall reading uh, of how brands will evolve in the next five to ten years? If if you have given a thought about it
2: so i won't really speak on the long tail strategy uh, because yes it will continue to exist for hopefully the next century but mm-hmm. what i will say is more contextual to the times that we're living in right now and yeah. because um, also uh, over the last 10 years uh, people have been seeing like these emergencies of different industries and sectors, which, which are a, a, a breakaway from the tradi- traditional way of uh, thinking and working, right? Like you have a new bank versus a traditional bank that is going to come, be the next thing. Digital is becoming a huge thing in the world right now and everything is going to be digital. Hopefully print will, won't be dead because I stand for print. But this pandemic actually has stirred and will continue to stir a shift in people's mindset of how they should think of the next five years for their brands. And I think the answer to that can't, I mean, the answer won't really be definite right now, but what we, what it will do actually is that they're going to have to think that brands are going to be more thoughtful brands are going to be more going to have to be more meaningful to a particular person as to why they are valid. seeing as it is the future is 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 not going to be written and uh, and at least for no one to read because no one will know that so what brands will have to start doing is thinking of how can i sort of curtail my business model to make it more meaningful thoughtful empathetic human because living at home for the last how many months has it been 6 8 months everyone's yeah everyone's vision of working way of life is, is shifting. It's it, like the home is being more important right now. So it might just be that next year we're going to be uh, back in our offices and all that, but this year would have proved to be a, a marker for everyone in terms of how they should realize their business uh, goals and models, because you'll never know what to expect next. Correct and
1: and to add to that I mean thoughtful uh, as a word which you said about the brands being will think of being thoughtful uh, I think like a subset of that word is also honest because i I am like like once uh, in one of the talks I have heard uh, zakir Khan the comedian talking about your yeah, video like content so they are very close and you can't like actually bullshit around when you're such close. So, so being honest is also, which uh, uh, is what a brand would strive for as well. I would uh, say you
2: have to be honest, no matter what. <laughs>
1: I mean, uh, if you have a brand, but, but traditionally brands have not been right. I mean,
0: well, no.
2: Hai, yaar. I would actually differ from that uh, uh, thought. I would say traditionally brands have always been honest. I feel it's also uh, the way it's been marketed, marketed, and it's also the way people have. Well, it's to do with uh, a lot of things. It's not just a brand's fault or the agent, the communicator's fault. It's also the fault of its audiences. We weren't a very, we were a very close-minded uh, nation prior to. I mean, I, maybe twenty years prior. You know, we never thought of. Uh, products, businesses like this that are that are doing so well right now, we were always. I guess we weren't very exposed as a nation to what where we could go with our creativity, with our productivity, with our with the uh, the talent that we have in the country. We always stuck to a very traditional sense of being because it worked and it was very safe.
1: That's interesting. Maybe I think uh, I'll I'll let love. We will continue that conversation in in some of the next episode. And it's interesting to dwell into that aspect as well. He, before nineties, what was the story of branding and how people used to perceive brands and stuff like that? But thought a historical aspect of Yeah, you should definitely start with Amul. Amul is
2: fantastic. Okay, definitely. Yeah.
1: All right. Uh, I think this is a good note to end. Uh, and it was like really lovely talking to you some food for thought some great insights and uh, yeah thanks for
2: being on the show no thank you for having me and uh, again best of luck <laughs> thanks thanks so i uh,
1: hope you enjoyed this show
2: movie india
1: uh, announced its arrival at mami last year uh, so that's why this uh, movie uh, thing and uh, now to tell you about a bit about movie it's a film streaming service showcasing the best of indian cinema on their movie india channel and classic international hits on Movie World uh, with a new film every day on each channel. This week, I would recommend watching Abhay Kumar's Placebo, Kamal KM's ID, and Ashim Aluwalia's Miss Lovely. So you can watch this and more great cinema free uh, for the whole month at slash audiogan. And that's it for today. Thanks. Uh, once again, thanks, Corno. Uh, Thank you. Bye.
0: And that's it from today's Gyan Session Catch us on iTunes, Savan, Stitcher Or any podcasting app you use Do rate us on iTunes And follow us on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram Stay tuned for more Gyan On audiogyan.com Till then, bye Hello, it's been a great week on the IBM Podcast Network On this round is on me, Gauri is joined by Shweta Nanda, they talk about the financial independence and how it is to be a woman entrepreneur. On Anish thing Anish welcomes ultra marathon runner, Shivani Gharat. Shivani shares her journey of how she ran her first marathon, the mindset of a runner, and what it actually takes to run a full marathon. On Cock and Bull, Cyrus, Naveen, Akash and Shreyas talk about the Korean band BTS serving in the military and its repercussions. On Fast, Varun and Suchita discuss Wing Greens and their latest acquisitions and about the Indian sexual wellness market. And on Shuniwan 1, Sheila is joined by Dinika Bhatia, CEO and founder of Nutty Gritties. They talk about coming from a business family and Dinika's journey in creating healthy and guilt-free snacking. Once again, don't forget to visit our merch store on ivmpodcasts.com. We have some exciting new merch out there for you. Also, do follow us on social media. We are IVM Podcasts on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram and LinkedIn. And do remember to spread the word about these shows and any other shows you might be listening to. Appreciate them, rate them, and review them wherever you are listening to them. You can also check out all our other shows on youtube.com slash Podcasts. And finally, we would like to thank our sponsors this week. Volvo XC40 Recharge, Bumble, Heads Up for Tails, Kotak Privy League Program, and HDFC Mutual Fund. Thanks, guys. Without you, this would not be possible. <laughs> Tune into new episodes coming out every Thursday on the IBM podcast app and the website or wherever you get your podcasts from.